0: So you've heard the term CPR in Celebrate Recovery. Maybe that's a little bit confusing. In Celebrate Recovery, CPR stands for Celebrate Pastors Recovery. And why is it so important that pastors that are loving, serving, servant-hearted pastors have a safe place and a safe space to process their own hurts, hang-ups and habits. Today, We're going to be talking about CPR, Celebrate Pastors Recovery. Well, welcome to Celebrate Recovery Official. This is a podcast that shares life change stories, courage, hope, and leadership wisdom, all centered around the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 and the Celebrate Recovery principles where Jesus helps us to face our hurts face those lies and stuff that get us hung up and even the habits and the protections and the defenses, those compulsive behaviors and numbing agents that ultimately create disconnection with God and others to ultimately walk in that freedom and the new, the wholeness of life. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I'm the global field director with Celebrate Recovery. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for uh, your... Uh, feedback you've been giving us on the podcast, and thanks for giving us a high rating and sharing this. It helps us to reach more people. Thank you for your generosity to help us uh, to reach more people, but I'm so excited about today's podcast because it's uh, uh, our guest is uh, not just um, a great uh, comrade in ministry, he's I consider him a brother and a friend in Christ, and so excited for you to get to hear a little bit of um, my brother's heart, Josh. Lawrence, he's actually a Celebrate Recovery pastor and also a teaching pastor at Southern Hills Baptist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's here representing CPR Celebrate Pastors Recovery. Josh, uh, so glad to have you here with us, man.
1: Rodney, thank you so much for having me. It's it's always an honor to to, to be with you. I consider you a great friend too, and. Um, man, I'm just uh, glad to be here. Yeah. And by the way, I'm a grateful—I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, who struggles with pornography, uh, fear, and selfishness. The name is Josh, and again, I'm thankful to be here.
0: Uh, I'm so glad you're here, brother, and I'm excited to talk about this. Uh, you know, there, it's amazing. We've been doing this together a long time. I'm in my 18th ministry year. I don't know how long you've been doing um, uh, Celebrate Recovery. A long time, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been doing Celebrate Recovery now for 21 years. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Rodney and I were state reps together at one time. That's back when I had hair, a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm a cue ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm almost right there with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just still in denial. So, <laughs> 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 well, man, um, celebrate pastor's recovery. It, it is fascinating that uh, celebrate recovery as a whole, you know, we'll, we've been doing this. It's now in 35,000 churches 40 countries 25 different languages and it's amazing when you bump into people that have never heard of Celebrate Recovery Um, and that's that's part of our mission to get the word out so more people can experience hope but but another level down is uh, man CPR uh, is one of those things that people for sure aren't as aware of and we're trying it's growing and we're seeing a lot of impact there but but man let's start there what what is cpr what, what describe that in from your heart and your words what what is cpr
1: well like you said rodney it stands for celebrate pastors in recovery and what it is it is a 12 it's it's going it's pastor's in a group going through the journey begins. So Those participant guides one through four that we all know uh, when we do a step study. Uh, it is for pastors. It's for church staff. Uh, it is for spouses of, of, of staff and, and pastors. Of course, we still it's still gender specific groups like you know like we always do. But it's just a wonderful tool that God has used in I know our pastor's heart, my me as a pastor's heart, just to bring healing, uh, to bring motivation to keep going in ministry, because we know it's hard, but it's it's just pastors going through the 12-step curriculum, the wonderful 12-step curriculum. I think that's one of the best discipleship tools the church has ever seen is yeah. the is the 12 group. And and we as pastors need we need discipleship too. So it's great. Yeah.
0: yeah. So here's a common question, Josh. I mean, just thinking about, you know, celebrate recovery safe. We have guidelines. We do things to keep it safe where any and all people can come in and share. What what makes it different for a pastor? And I know that's a loaded question because I know the answer to this, but for our <laughs> listeners, what why don't we just ask our pastors just to join um you know, the regular Celebrate Recovery step study, by the way, step study group is just following the curriculum of Celebrate Recovery and working through some books and answering questions uh, through those uh, eight principles. But, but why have a separate group for pastors?
1: Well, a little backstory. Our uh, CPR was founded by Pastor Hess Hester. He's the senior pastor at Southern Hills where, where I serve. And we had been doing Celebrate Recovery for a long time in, in our church. And we, we would have Sundays where Celebrate Recovery testimonies would be shared. And, of course, Friday nights, just tons of testimonies being shared. And everybody in our church could see the, the life change that was happening in so many people's lives. It, it was just, it, and it's still today, it's just wonderful listening to those testimonies. But our pastor began to ask the question, well, I need that life change too. <laughs> I mean, mm. Jesus had changed him and everything, but he was going through uh, his own personal crisis back then, uh, especially uh, with some staff members and even some members. And he goes, and he, his thought was, there is no way I could open up and be honest in a step study with some of our church members, especially when some of the problem may be a, Maybe it was them, and so <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, he um, he he said, "I'm just gonna." There's a bunch of sober recoveries in Tulsa. I'm just gonna put it out to those churches, their pastors. You want to be in the group together, and so they started meeting. It was Methodist, uh, Baptist, uh, other denominations in a group, and uh, it, it just became such a lifeline for him. Um, So pastors, I think, need a a safe group. I'm in a CPR group right now, Rodney, and there are pastors in our group that there is no way, no way they would feel safe doing a 12-step group with their church Hmm. congregants uh, with some of the crisis that are going on in their church. And so uh, yesterday when I was doing the CPR group, I, I just said, what a blessing it is that we're all from different churches uh, in in this group, and we just can be honest and real about what's really going on in our lives. So it's really become a safe haven uh, for me. It's become a lifeline for for many pastors that are participating in the CPR group. So yeah. uh, a lot of lot of pastors are thankful.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you know it's good to state too. You know. If you feel safe, jump into a regular group. We're not saying that you're not allowed uh, in a regular group, but we just, I think it's the closest thing for me to, you know, sometimes when we say, you know, well, we have family members coming to a recovery ministry, probably not a good idea for family members to be in the same small group because... It's like, well, we're real close. We're fine. Anything they share is going to be fine. But it's not the issue of do we love each other and are we close. It's creating safety. We don't want there to be anything that might prevent you from talking about pain. And we're not in there bashing people and blaming people, but we have to be honest about the pain, and that can be the one of the most honoring things for our family. But our pastors. I mean, they're shepherding uh, the church, and they're helping guide and kind of lead people. And that's probably the closest thing to our family of origin we can get, right? You know, if I'm not, if I don't have safety to be able to talk about, it's like I feel overwhelmed about this and that or whatever, Um, or kind of talking about the pain, the emotions that come up. I mean, I think about the pandemic, and, and Josh, you... You're a teaching pastor in in a church as well. I mean, I felt it on our local level, but it was hard for pastors to walk through that pandemic. It's hard enough to be a pastor and then throw a pandemic in it. Man, you want to talk about having hurt. I don't know if you saw an increase just in in that stuff coming forward for our pastors, Uh, but man, that's a lot for pastors to carry, and they need a safe place to talk about that pain, right?
1: absolutely uh we really just stop and reflect for a minute i mean these past 3 years have been have been fatiguing uh spiritually fatiguing physically physically fatiguing the mental and emotional toll uh that the pandemic had on churches i mean i don't know about you guys but we we've we're not back to where we were, uh, you know, in 2019. And, uh, and there's just all kinds of reasons for that. But even during the pandemic, you know, we, um, you know, we were wearing masks, but uh, not only that though, people stopped coming. We had people that died of COVID, you know, and, and our lost family members to COVID. And, and then that was a hot political time. Mm. And, and also a lot of social issues going on, racism and, and all that. And, it was just it was just it's it was just such a hard time and um it, it was hard very hard on all of our leadership at our church and um and so now I think the need is greater than ever for pastors to be able to have a safe place to just kind of process that that mental and emotional strain these past three years have been, especially. And um so and Rodney, I think you bring up a great point. Uh yes, if you feel safe. Uh, at your church, if a pastor feels safe at their church to go ahead and just join a regular step study, by all means, please do that. That's such a great point. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a step study as well. I, I lead step studies at our church as well, and I feel safe with our church. We've been doing CR for a long time, and uh, and and like you said, it's not a, it's not groups are not a place to to go and bash people or anything like that, but. Um, yes, but a lot of pastors do not feel safe uh, at their at their church with what they're going through, and so that's part of the why we have CPR.
0: Yeah, so. well, and I'm just thinking about the the order. You know, we talk about the cycle. Um, if you're interested in kind of hearing the cycle of of hurts, hangups, and habits, and um, you can look at an earlier podcast, maybe around two or three. Um, uh, but it really, just thinking about what pastors go through, it's the same order. The hurt that's inflicted is, is used the pandemic just as an example. You know, people dying, people leaving, people disagreeing with your leadership and, and all these things and and people close to you hurting and trying to shepherd them while you're trying to manage your own pain. And so the hurt that comes with that. We can develop some core beliefs about ourselves and our leadership, right? Sometimes we can make that our identity without even realizing it. And if these things are happening, is that a reflection on me? And so we're battling all these lies that the enemy will throw at pastors too. I'm always fascinated when people say, "You know, you struggle too as a pastor." It's like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a human being. (laughs) Josh is a human being. You know, we struggle. But just trying to make sense of of the defenses and protections, uh, even habits that can form for our pastors, um, like perfectionism and people-pleasing and performance, those can be lethal uh, defenses and protections that fall in that habit category that can ultimately create a wedge in our own personal relationships. So, so important that we can uh, face that ourselves.
1: Yeah, absolutely Rodney. And uh, you know, I, I think we, we all know that at the top or any, any kind of leadership position, pastors, but any, even celebrate recovery ministry leaders, it's you can feel so lonely, um, and, and isolated and and find find I can find my identity and how many people are coming or what they think about me or what they think about the ministry and um and, and just having uh, the self pastors recovery group just to be able to process, you know, these hurts that I'm going through. And I don't know about you, Ronnie, but in the past five years or so, for me, I, I, I've struggled with a lot of bitterness and resentment
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in, in leadership. And uh, I, I didn't think I was an unforgiving person, but my goodness, uh, just just the times have been so tense that even amongst staff, we can get on each other's nerves and annoy each other. And, you know, we're fighting for each other's ministries and things like that. We're just trying to fight to survive and all that. And so um I, I have battled so much bitterness and resentment, but having that safe space of, of CPR and really, you know, working through that fourth step, especially what, what's behind this bitterness, what's behind this resentment. And a lot of my well I realized in this current CPR group that I you know that I'm in right now is that I've had a lot of unmet expectations mm. uh placed on people, especially on other staff, placed on uh on, on the congregants. I'm like, Well, shouldn't you have the same convictions and passions that I do? And you know, <laughs> shouldn't you <laughs> shouldn't you uh love the same things I do and and just working through those unmet expectations? Uh how come you're not here all the time like I am, you know, all this stuff, you know, yeah. that that on people uh it's really been helpful for me this to to look at that and even ask do i have a right to to those unmet expectations and Mm. i realize there's no god has called me not to expect of people but to actually love people yeah and and to be there for them and uh, i'll tell you what the cpr group i'm in right now is it's just it's helped me become lighter as a minister and a lot more grateful for god's grace in my own life Mm,
0: i love that Good stuff. I, I, I want to continue that conversation. Um, I'm going to take a quick break here, Josh, and I love that the expectations. Maybe we can uh, unpack that when we come back. But uh, talking with Josh Lawrence, he's, the, he's a Celebrate Recovery pastor and a teaching pastor at his church there at Southern Hills Baptist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're talking about CPR, Celebrate Pastor's Recovery. When we come back, we'll continue that conversation. Stick with us. Hey friends, if you're looking for a meeting near you, I'm so grateful to, to be able to have this tool. You can go to celebraterecovery.com forward slash CR groups and find, literally find a group right in your backyard, type in the zip code and it'll pop up all the groups around you. I want to encourage you to consider jumping into a group near you. Don't face whatever you're struggling with on your own. There is help, there are tools. Jesus is the answer and there's a beautiful community in Celebrate Recovery that would be honored to walk with you in this. Go to celebraterecovery.com for more information. Well, welcome back. Talking with Josh Lawrence, and Josh, right before we went to break, we we're talking about those expectations and it's just fascinating. It's just it's so good to to humanize pastors. But um, the expectations, that's those unmet expectations and even unmet, uh, needs, emotional needs. Uh, those are, those can be indicators that will, um, kind of get us stuck. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, Josh, take me in, take me into a CPR, uh, group. And of course we're protecting anonymity and confidentiality. We're not getting the specifics, but what am I, if someone is sharing this with their pastor, and maybe this pastor's struggling right now, and they're even just kind of staying curious about the possibility about opening up to the possibility of um, maybe jumping into a group with other pastors. And I know you have online uh, groups going, which I love technology to be able to have pastors from all over the world uh, connect. But take me inside that Zoom room, that physical room, if they're meeting locally. What am I? What am I going to experience when I walk into that room as a pastor? And you've experienced this multiple times. What will I experience,
1: Rodney? When you ask that question, one of the first things that that comes to my mind is I'm really kind of taken back. To the very first time I actually went through to an open share group at Celebrate Recovery, and this was many years ago. And I grew up in the church, Rodney, and. I was always used to other people sharing other people's struggles, mm. not their own struggles. <laughs> and so the first time I walked into an open share group at Celebrate Recovery and I experienced the uh, authenticity, the honesty of the men in that open share group, I was completely blown away. Mm. And, and back then, when I said, Hi, I'm a believer in Jesus, and I struggle with pornography. I couldn't believe I could say that in church. Mm. Well, fast forward many years later, uh, we when we I'm in the CPR group now. Our first meeting, we uh, open up, and you know I start talking about my struggles, and my co-leader is talking about his struggles, and I could just see tears on other pastors' faces just blown away themselves. It's like the first time they ever been to an open share group or the first time they ever been to a step study where man, finally I can just be real hmm. about what I'm what's going on in my life. And so um, it has been so refreshing for, for so many pastors just to have that, that space where there's no judgment allowed, no condemnation allowed, you know, CPR is in no way it's not. It's not the purpose of it's not church discipline or something like that. I mean, mm. I've been in pastors' share groups, pastors' steps. I me tell you something. Pastors are messed up. <laughs> <laughs> pastors are so messed up. I, I've I've heard more things in pastors' groups. I think I have in regular groups sometimes. But um, the purpose of CPR is, is redemptive recovery. Mm. It, it, it's it's not about church discipline. And anonymity and confidentiality are a must. Uh we, that, that's, what is that, guideline four, we, we emphasize that in our first CPR meeting. Everyone agrees, hey, we're going to keep this confidential. And, um, and we just see healing uh, after healing after healing in these groups. And Rodney, it, it's so much bigger than that, because what I've seen in these CPR groups, and it's happened to me personally, is that it actually makes the preachers better. It, it's like... It, it, they, they become humble. They're more thankful for God's grace. I'm more thankful for God's grace. We're more vulnerable on stage. We're honest about our own struggles. And we we I, There's a lot of times I'm preaching and, and I'm just sticking to I and me statements. And <laughs> I forget to talk to the crowd because I'm just kind of holding my hurts and stuff. And, and so, but the church, the congregants, the people in the church so appreciate that. It's like, oh my gosh, it gives me permission mm. in the church to be real. And so, um I, I'm just so thankful for what, uh, you know, pastor has started with the CPR. So,
0: yeah, well, and I think is yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And, and yeah, it makes sense that there would be a lot of hurts that pastors would bring into that group. And when you think about what are we asking our pastors to do in the church, right? And and what mm-hmm. what's the load on their shoulders that they're carrying? It would make sense that there's a lot what I typically see, have seen through the years is pastors kind of buy into the narrative that um, it, it is about everyone else. That's what their job is. I mean, that is their job description. And and it's so easy for um, themselves to kind of get lost in the shuffle. But I, I love that you, I mean, just speaking to that, uh, he was talking, Josh was talking about the guideline number four that... Where actually, you know, who you see here, what you say here, and what you hear here stays here. And that is a very um, um, central part of what keeps these going and healthy and growing. In fact, um, I love hearing the stories of here locally, we have pastors that have joined CPR groups online. And nobody knows about it until they say it. And, And I was talking to a buddy today. He's like, hey, I learned... One of our core pastors has been through to Celebrate Pastors Recovery Group, and and they didn't know that. And I love that because no one, it wasn't posted on Facebook. Oh, your pastor's in this group, and <laughs> it, it was just a, it was a, a protected anonymity and confidentiality, and just a safe space. And and I can think of pastors even here locally that have been a part of your groups. Um, and just incredible impact and life change. It makes them better pastors. It makes them better leaders uh, uh, in our own church, our own community. And so I'm just uh, grateful uh, for that process um, that that CPR uh, provides. So Josh, take me through. Um, I want to speak to that person that uh, again, maybe they're listening to this. Maybe they stumbled onto it themselves or someone uh, said, hey, th- this podcast with Josh and Rodney, I want you to check it out. And and they're hurting. And I just kind of want to lean into that because pastors aren't used to uh, people pastoring their heart. And so I just feel compelled in this moment just to pastor the pastor's heart and they are hurting. They're listening to this. Even as they listen to these words, there's probably a lot kind of swimming around in their heart and the shame, you know, that shame grows in silence, right? Just keep it hidden. Don't, if anybody sees this, uh, they're going to think different of me. What do you say to that pastor that maybe is hiding an addiction that's developed as a result of unresolved hurt? Um, Maybe they've been believing some lies about themselves and unmet expectation, unmet emotional needs. Uh, They've disconnected from God and those core relationships. They've kind of hidden behind the curtain, so to speak. What do you say, Josh, uh, as a guy who's walked through this yourself, as a pastor yourself, what do you say to that person to bring some encouragement and some hope to them?
1: I would say, Rodney, back kind of to what we all know, and that is God's grace really is amazing. Mm-hmm. It, it really, really is amazing. Like I said, over these past four or five years, I have I have really battled some very dark thoughts. I have battled uh, quitting. Um, I have battled thoughts that I couldn't even— I, I like I can't believe I'm a pastor thinking these things. Okay, I, I what in the world is going? I should be further along. I should be, you know, and, and I can just shame and guilt myself. But I tell you, when I when I read the scriptures and I read the, like the Psalms and and I read how uh, you know characters in the Bible were just pouring out their heart to God. Hmm. Read Psalm 88. I mean, that is just, it, it's just—it's—it's one of the darkest scriptures you'll ever see. In fact, the psalm ends with, darkness is my closest friend. <laughs> that, 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 it's like, that's a shot in the, it's, it's a hard saying there. Hmm. Um, but God wanted that in the Bible. Um, God wanted us to read that. And so what I would tell a pastor, that maybe maybe there's a secret addiction. Maybe there's a, a lot of shame or negative self-talk. God absolutely loves you. Uh, he has a purpose uh, for your life. Uh, I have sensed the closeness of God in my darkest thoughts more than I have in my thankful thoughts, if that makes sense. I, I just sense God saying, I'm with you, Josh. I'm speaking to you. I'm for you. Keep going. I've called you for a purpose. There's a there's there's a great thing I'm doing through you and in you. Hmm. And so don't give up on me. And so I just I would just tell pastors. I I know what it feels like to want to quit. I know what it feels like to have overwhelming discouragement. And I'm not even a senior pastor. Maybe senior pastors listening to this going, well, he's just a teaching pastor or something. I know. That, uh, we all go through our different things. But I'm telling you, God loves you even in the darkness. And his grace really is amazing. And these CPR groups is, I think, is a wonderful tool uh, to not repress things or suppress, hide, run, live in guilt and shame. It's such a great tool to to get a support team around you, and and to to get some help and some healing, which is going to make you a better pastor.
0: Yeah, so. I love that. Well, and and two, to be very overt as well. Wow, this is for spouses too, you know, we want we want uh, spouses to have a safe place because sometimes spouses can, um, that can be a pretty lonely place as well, right? As they're kind of uh, behind the scenes, so to speak, and, and uh, dealing with their own pain. So uh, very important for you to hear that as well. But so Josh, how do I, if I'm listening, I'm hearing your words, I'm taking that in saying, okay, change is possible. God's grace is sufficient. Even in my stuff as a pastor, how do I get involved? How do I find a group near me so I can start this in my own uh, backyard?
1: Well, we do have a site, a website, cprpastors.com. cprpastors.com. And if you'll go to that site, you'll be able to uh, fill out some information there and uh, we will get back with you. You can feel free to al- always uh, email us as well. Uh, if you want to email me, I, I, my email is Josh J o s h at S H B C. That stands for Southern Hills Baptist Church. So S H B C Tulsa dot and uh, just put CPR in the um, in the subject line, and I will I will get. Uh, forward that to pastor Hess or i will deal with it myself but we'll, one of us will get back with you uh, on how to get into a group but we're, we're going to be forming more groups beginning in the fall and the group i'm in now is a zoom online group and i tell you the pastors in this group there's 10 of us in this group every one of them said i didn't think this was going to work you know <laughs> being on zoom online group every one of them thought that uh but they're all now they're, they can't wait to get on the call uh, yeah. Because we we really are forming a community. We got pastors from all around the United States uh, in this group, and uh, all different time zones even. And they so look forward to our meeting every week. It, it works, and uh, we have developed some meaningful relationships in there. And so, uh, give give that a try, and, and you might find it safer uh, to do the Zoom online group actually hmm. than in the on-person group. So just uh, give that a try. But again, it's the main way to get signed up and find information is cprpastors.com.
0: Awesome. And we'll put that in the podcast uh, comments, uh, content for you so you can see that if you're listening and didn't drive in, not didn't have a chance to write that down. You can go back and look at the description. But Josh, thanks, man. I'm so encouraged just to knowing that this is out there and man if we can our pastors are already uh, pretty effective if we can give them space to get healed and and have safe space to process their hurts hang-ups and habits and and even relational struggles um just imagine how stronger the kingdom uh, can and will be with healthy vibrant uh, pastors um so i'm grateful for you and hess and um Again, consider you friends and brothers, but thanks for being comrades in this ministry and what you're doing through CPR. It means a lot. Appreciate you.
1: Appreciate you too, Ronnie. I'm so thankful for your leadership and the way you're helping churches become a safe place as well. I I really appreciate all, all that you do for the national team globally for Celebrate Recovery. And it's just been an honor to be on this call with you. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much, Josh. And and I I hope that uh, for our listeners, I hope that you uh, were encouraged. Uh, uh, Josh is a great man. Uh, Pastor Hess, great, great people that are helping create safety um, for our pastors and spouses. Uh, people in ministry that, that need a safe place to, to process their hurts, hang-ups, and habits and relational issues. But again, if you're looking for a way to get plugged in, go to CPRPastors.com. Or maybe you're listening and encouraged um, and you want to just jump into Celebrate Recovery. Just go to CelebrateRecovery.com and forward slash our Groups, and find a group near you. Don't face this alone. We're in this together. Hey, thanks for being with us today. We hope you'll join us next time. Until then, God bless you.